Hello, everybody. Before we start today's podcast, I just want to talk about our charity spotlight, magickids.org. Magickids.org is a 501c3 charity based out of Rochester, Minnesota. They have a goal of putting your unused cards to work to help educate kids on how to play Magic the Gathering. They believe teaching a kid Magic the Gathering will help them with important life skills like critical thinking, reading, and math. They send out these kits from your donated cards called Magic Kits eh, to volunteer teachers and mentors to use to then teach the kids. The, the teachers and mentors use the Magic Kids curriculum called Sort, Build, Play. And what that is, is when the teachers receive the kits, the kids then go through the kits to sort the cards to become more familiar with the cards, see what they like. They then use those cards that they like to build a deck, and then they use those decks to play each other. Sort, build, play. Now, there are a couple ways that you can help out Magic Kids by donating your unused cards, sending some money their way, or becoming a volunteer, mentor, or teacher. To learn more about them and get some more information on how to donate your cards, money, or your time, go check them out at magickids.org or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And from that, let's hit the intro. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Hello and welcome to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic Gathering. I am your host, Matt Olson. With me tonight, as always, we have Danny Oakstead. Hey, what's up? And to my right, we have Papa Boggle. Hey there. Oh man, guys, we got some news that happened this week we'd love to tell you about. Good good chunk of stuff. We got some got some more secret layers. Got some BNR announcements announcements. Mm-hmm. How this podcast is gonna get laid out. Gonna talk about the weekend event results that happened this last weekend, GP Reno. Gonna talk about the upcoming events. Then we'll hit the BNRs. Then we'll get into the meat and potatoes of it. Hit up hit up the news. Then talk about uh, finance updates, and then finish off with deck of the week. If nobody knew better, nobody would have thought that we actually had GP Reno at all. The amount of coverage was pretty much zero. Come on, China Flowerball. I almost forgot that there was a Magic Fest this weekend. It was like, oh, that's right. There was. Where's all this coverage that's supposed to be happening for all these GPs? Oh, they didn't have it at Reno. Uh, there was no, there wasn't even text coverage. They had pairings and results online. You could go to channelfireball.com slash pairings slash info, I think is what it is. And then you can see the standings for limited. Though today, this morning, we did get a tweet from Channel Fireball telling us who the winner of GP Limited was. And that is Nathaniel Knox. And there was no deck list posted until in that tweet tweeted by Channel Fireball where he posted, this was my draft deck for top eight. And what it is, is a Azorius build with, he had a Heliod the Sun Crowned in there. He had Inspiring Insight, Reverend Hoplite, just like a solid deck, blue-white control. No one would have even known what deck that is without him posting it up there. That's what we got for uh, Magic Events. 
upcoming events we have. All right, starting this weekend, we have SEG Regionals. Whoop, whoop. So it looks like there's 13 different regionals going around on the states, um, all the way from San Diego all the way up to Acton, Massachusetts. I think it's a suburb of Boston. Most likely. Boston. No. Uh, yeah, it is, but it's kind of ways out there. Either way. It's a big area, a lot of people. But I do hear, though, that JB and Matt Olson are going to be in Minneapolis at the SCG. Yes, we are. Oh, yeah. Going to try our best not to get Dink stomped out of extinction. And if they are, just go say hi and say I'm sorry. Please. That's okay. I'm looking forward to the O2 drop. <laughs> Not even at the O2. You didn't go O one drop. Hey, so you got to give me a little credit here. So for those of you that are going to Minneapolis uh, regionals, that's the one that we're going to. We have been informed. It's speculated that the meta for that is going to be significantly burn related. Burn, baby, burn. And Never then, go wrong with burn. And then dredge probably there. So bring some ice and a shovel. So the next upcoming event we have is Magic Fest Leon, which is a standard GP March 6th through the 8th, and a bunch of Pioneer PTQs each day, a $35,000 prize pool. Um, There is an asterisk with this. Channel Fireball is very dedicated to make sure the health and safety of all the attendees there are their top priority. As we all know, Coronavirus, COVID-19 is striking everywhere, and we're going to talk about how that's actually canceled a upcoming Magic Fest. But Leon is still going, and they highly recommend people bring their own hand sanitizers. They wash their hands really good and keep handshaking or any other kind of contact like that to a minimum. So those are the upcoming events. Next, we have a... BNR announcement that we do. So, if you follow Magic the Gathering on Twitter, they released a, or posted a tweet in one week from this message on March 9th. There will be a banned and restricted list update. Mark your calendars. As previously announced, we plan to give advance warning of any BNR announcements going forward. So, here's the funny thing people have been retweeting or replying to this tweet and as jb pointed out earlier one person by nick price or at nick price put dot 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 anyway can we get a format so is this going to be a pioneer modern standard my money's on pioneer probably pioneer would be my guess as of now, standard is in a pretty good place. Like you got a wide diversity of decks. You can't really. I mean, yeah, for the you, three people that play it, standard. I, I believe standard is in a really good place. We just had Teamer Clover wreck the DreamHack event, and that is a deck from back when Eldrain came out. Like that's that deck is pretty much block constructed, <laughs> Throne of Eldrain. 
nothing from theirs. So knowing that that deck is coming back and actually able to compete with things like uh, Azorius Control, Dream Trawler, because first off, that Lucky Clover deck just walks all over that for days. And then we have the uh, Saltai Uro matches, or decks that hold up pretty well. Fires of Invention, really good. Team of Reclamation is making a resurgence. So the diversity is there. We got Mono Red Aggro as well. Don't forget Jun Sacrifice. The Jun Sacrifice deck. So standard, I feel standard is in a really good place. I don't think they're going to be getting a banned. Modern just had a super big shakeup without any real GPs recently to get uh, more data. We had SEGs and stuff since the ban. I really believe it's going to be Pioneer and Top Contenders. People have definitely been thinking Dig Through Time is going to be one of the things they get hit first. And that's because of the inverter decks being able to like really dig down to their options. But then you also have the Lotus Field deck that is also on con- uh, in-, in contention for having a possible ban out from under- underneath it. But with that the cards that really make that go are still in, still are still getting it packs. You know, underworld, uh, underworld breach. They're not going to be banning any of those cards. Thassa's Oracle not going to get banned. If they're going to be banning things, dig through time and Lotus Field. M twenty packs aren't getting sold as much, so they're fine with they're fine with that having the ban hammer. That's my speculation. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, they could also try and hit Inverter, but Inverter Jace was a thing before Thassa's Oracle even got made, and it wasn't that big of a deal then. Yeah, I don't think they'll go straight for the... But we could be surprised there. Yeah, they've or, done weirder things. Or could there be unbannings of cards? Ooh, unbanned Splinter Twin. Uh, yeah, there could be some unbans. Mox Oval? And if they just... Yeah, they just out. banned that. They're not going to unban it. Just saying. You never know. When it comes to unbanning, especially in something like modern, where they would probably be pulling stuff from unbans, again, there hasn't been a GP that they can get their data from to be like, maybe we can do this. Or they totally could prepping up for the next couple. Because uh, the next, yeah, the next uh, next modern event, Magic Fest, is going to be March 20th and then April 3rd. So. It's possible that they could unban something. Splinter in, Twin. And prep for that. Maybe. I mean, I know there's definitely a big outcry for getting Splinter Twin unbanned. So looking looking at these comments again on Twitter, this one caught my eye. Guess what someone's asked to get banned in Legacy? Oko. 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 <laughs> Damn Oko. He's just going to get banned from the universe of magic pretty soon. Pretty much. I think the only the only card that's banned or ha- has banned and restricted more than Oko is Mental Misstep. And I think it's just restricted in Vintage. It's banned in Modern. It's banned in Legacy. What about Probe? Git Probe is also up in there as well. I was well. going to say, I know that's banned in quite a, quite a bit of shit. Yep. I think the thing also with Mental Misstep, though, is like that was banned when it was in Standard as well. I can't remember. But those are your BNR announcements. Now we're going to jump into the news, the meat and potatoes. Hitting up, uh, starting off with the blogatog of the week. Going to have Danny read this one just for you. 
Still hate you, man. So, Dark Angel Zero asked, "Is there any way we could see Infect and the Frexians come back?" As a newer player of Magic, I have loved the lore of so much for Frexia. Mark replied, I highly doubt we've seen the last of the Frexians. I tell Matt this every single time he ever plays it. Anyone who ever plays it, whoever brings it up, Infect is a broken format or power in Magic. There are maybe one or two responses for Infect. That is one or two spells in the entire MTG universe for a complete infect power that can't be stopped. Infect should die. If y'all couldn't tell, Danny has a hatred for infect. <laughs> Hatred's taking saying this that's that's too nice. Do I hear a lot of salt in your mic over there? There's a lot of salt over here. In fact, should die. Hold on, let me make some popcorn. I need some salt over there. So from there, we're going to jump into some of these news quickies real quick. We have the new season for Mana Strike, the mobile app that's like Clash Royale for Magic. I play I play that a lot. I love that game. But new season just came out this last week. It's the Cough Season update. So they... Uh, the new Planeswalkers that you can get are Koth. You can now get Angreth. And new skin for Ajani. And a, uh, five new cards for each color got released as well with this update. Next in the quickies, we have Magic or Mythic Odysseys of Theros announced coming out June 2nd, which is the next... Ex- uh, the next book in the D&D magic crossover world. Last year, last year we got the D&D... Yep, the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. Boom, there we go. Got that last year, and now we're getting <clears throat> Mythic Odyssey of Theros coming June 2nd. So for all of you D&D and magic fans, be excited about this. I know JB and I, we have a D&D campaign, and Danny, we all have a D&D campaign going. Uh, we haven't jumped on Guilds of Ravnica yet, but as soon as we finish that, we're going to go to that, and then hopefully we can jump to this. Maybe we can give you some live reviews. Ooh. Next in the quickies, uh, Magic Fest Turin. This is uh, the Magic Fest that got canceled because of Corona, COVID-19. Uh, the event was supposed to happen April 3rd through the 5th in uh, Turin, Italy. And Italy currently has 655 confirmed cases of COVID-19 during the the post and this whole thing going out. So they're being very cautious about this and canceled down this one. But there's some people online as well that are a little upset that Torin got canceled, but Lyon didn't. So that got canceled. Big deal. Keep an eye out just to make sure nothing, you know, with Leon. You know there's a cure for the coronavirus, right? No one cares. It's called Lyme disease. Just kidding. People do care, but not about his joke. <laughs> On a side note, <laughs> yeah. though, apparently there was a an article I saw the other day that said uh, corona sales are down like 40% because people aren't wanting to buy it because they're afraid of the coronavirus. <laughs> Also, Corona is just disgusting. 
It's not bad, but it's expensive. And yeah, you need a lime in it. You need like 14 limes. Bud Light lime, though. It's actually, nah, it's all right. There's your uh, there's your free doctoral advice for the coronavirus. Just drink a lot of Bud Light Lime. Yeah, please don't listen to this guy. He Just, has no PhD. He's a janky boggle. So you can't trust janky people, especially boggles. Just wash your hands. And drink a lot of lime juice. Next You'll be the, fine. Oh, my God. Next in the quickies, Magic Legends, the ARPG, was showcased at PAX East this last weekend. They came out with a whole new video showcasing the Beastmaster class, and at the end of the weekend, they were nominated Best at Show of PAX East. So, congrats. I'm really excited to see what is going to continue on from this game. There's a bunch of videos online. Uh, We will link it in the show description for the Beastmaster play. It looks really cool. It definitely has the Diablo feel graphic-wise. In this gameplay, you are trying to help Derigaz clear his name of a crime he didn't commit. And so you're going in through these caves fighting off these uh, fighting off these foes of other dragons' disciples because there's another dragon impersonating Derigaz and stuff. But it looks really cool. Watch the video. This game is... I'm hyped for it. And congrats to them for winning Best at Show at PAX East. And next in the news, we have some Secret Lair updates. So first up, we have a special International Women's Day Secret Lair showcasing a bunch of the women in the Magic universe. And it looks like it's set to drop on International Women's Day on March 8th. Comes with five new versions of cards. Okay, so it looks like you get Captain Cisse, Saskia the Unyielding, Narset, Enlightened Mentor, Marin of Clan Naltoth, and Una, Queen of the Fae. And let me tell you, some of these look pretty legit. I love the artwork on these. The artwork is good. These are all super strong cards. You EDH players are going to want to like keep an eye out for these. Like when, when the window opens to make a purchase, if you got the competitive Narset deck or you got the janky Una Queen of the Fae Mill Commander deck, these are just like awesome upgrades that you can like check out. And also twenty uh, these ones are now forty nine ninety nine, but twenty five of that dollars Wizards is going to donate to uh, the thing with these is they are now forty nine ninety nine, but because of that higher price, Wizards is going to be donating twenty five dollars of that to the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts, a charity of choice of International Women's Day. Pretty cool that they're doing that. So then, on top of that, there was a leak. A leak that then Wizards were like, "Okay, we'll just announce it." So there's another secret layer that's set to drop five days after the uh, International Women's Day one. That's going to be four alternate arts of Thalia, Guardian of Thraben. And let me tell you, they look sweet. I'm actually interested. This is one that I actually myself want to pick up. And I haven't quite been on the secret layer bandwagon. This gets you your place for death and taxes, though. You darn tootin', even though I already have three. <laughs> I can't get them all. Exactly. 
For those that don't know, Thalia, Guardian of Thraben, is a white 1-2-1 human soldier legendary creature with first strike, and it has non-creature spells cost one more to cast. All these arts were made by prominent women, uh, prominent women artists in the magic community, as well were the International Woman Days one. Like With that one, it was all women that created it, set it up, and getting ready to distribute it. And also on the back of that, uh, coupled with that secret layer, there's going to be another historic anthology coming to Arena on uh, March 12th. And it's going to cost either 4,000 gems or 25,000 gold to add uh, you know, the 25 new cards for the historic format. And they're also going to be bringing back uh, the best of three and best of one historic rank queues and other special historic events like Historic Brawl. Uh, looks like the lists here include uh, Nyx Fleece Ram, Ranger of Eos, Sigil of the Empty Throne, and Thalia, Guardian of Thraben. Those are all the white ones. For blue, they're going to be adding Inexorable Tide, Marrow Regery, and then for black, looks like they're going to add Brain Maggot, Pack Rat, yeah, Virulent Plague, and Waste Knot. Red gets Dragon Master Outcast and Goblin Ruin Blaster, not to be convi- you know, confused with Rabble Master. Green gets Ancestral Mask and Terravore. And then for the multicolored, you get Knight of the Reliquary, Maelstrom Pulse, and Meddling Mage. Colorless, you get Platinum Angel. Who doesn't love that card? And for the lands, they're bringing in Baron Moor, Bajuka Bog, Forgotten Cave, Ghost Quarter, one of my personal favorites, Lonely Sandbar, Secluded Step, and Tranquil Ticket. So it looks like we're getting a lot of cycling lands. These are all pretty cool cards to add in. Having Pack Rat and Waste Knot, cool additions. Oh, yeah, no, this is a this is a sweet, uh, sweet add to Arena. Definitely. So from there, talking about secret lairs and stuff, there was some news about... Wizards Play Network, the WPN, and stores becoming premium and what benefits they are going to be getting. So Wizards in an article posted, quote, Earlier this year, we promised that more premium perks were on the way. In addition to the great exposure, expanded marketing materials, and other great benefits that already come with premium. Today, we're thrilled to announce three new perks for premium stores with Ecoria. An exclusive an exclusive event with a killer prize, some of the most unique and collectible cards in Magic, and a thank you for providing players an excellent first-in-store experience. Here are the details. The first one is you're able to run a Premium Championship Ikora, which is an exclusive standard tournament with a full set of Ikora Lair of Behemoths as the grand prize. Every one that is a premium store will also be getting one copy of select 2020 secret layer drops. They got to qualify to be able to get these. And then finally, get credit for pre-release party tickets. They count towards pre-release allocations for premium stores for all sets going forward. And still coming to premium, Foil Commander Collections Green, guaranteed WPN queues, a lighted sign, a premium frame frame and a pack. So one of the biggest things on this, I think should get pointed out, is the fact that wizards are gonna be giving the secret layer drops 
to the stores. Not all. The way that it's read here, it sounds like they're going to get a copy. Well, it is a copy. Not of the store's choice. And what they do from it is whatever they want. Like, they can have it as a reward or they can sell it. It makes sense for them to have it as more of a, oh, hey, congrats on winning this this tournament here as a secret drop. Yeah, so it, it's cool that they're doing it, you know, but a one of, of the secret layer drops, I guess, keeps the scarcity of the product out there. Yeah, well, it's I, kind of part of point of the secret drop is they're not supposed to be everywhere. Yeah. I think people are still uh, on the on on the side of being disappointed the fact that Wizards is just still shipping cards directly to consumers and not giving the LGS a cut of anything. True. So with with this it's like it's cool that they're like kind of extending out an olive branch be like, "Hey, I know this is something that everybody would like." And one is one is still better than none that the stores are getting that they can use with as as like incentive for events. They're like that's true. What, now are they only getting one per year or are they getting one copy of each one that comes out that year? Uh starting soon, quote, starting soon, WPM premium stores who qualify by April seventh will receive receive one copy of Secret Lair twenty twenty releases shipped right to them, no signups required. We'll tell you what the first drop is when we get closer to the release. It's called Secret Layer for a reason. But for now, just know that the deadline is April 7th, 7th to get on it. So the way that they're making it sound is like with each, you're not going to get one with each Secret Layer drop release that's coming. And if Wizards keeps at the pace of like doing two, three per month, maybe Wizard, or the WPN stores would be getting maybe one a month, maybe. And that complete speculation, conjecture. See, now that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, you know, that I could see. That it, it's it's a give and take. You know, Wizards is definitely doing something. They're they're helping out WPN stores, which is, you know, they're more affiliated with Wizards because it's the Wizards Play Network and not just like any LGS like before. The biggest comparison that people bring up to is the from the Vault series. You know, like LGSs would get those like super cheap and then sell them at a higher rate to as a little knock uh, as a little like nudge to the LGSs of Wizards printing those products. Be like, hey, we know that you do all this work to have people buy our product. Here, you can make a little more money on this. Mm-hmm. But and when when that stopped and Secret Layer is just not getting sent out to the stores, and it's just like direct people were definitely skeptics, uh, cynical, cynical towards Wizards and stuff for doing that, not keeping it you know local. Because a lot of outcry, people love their LGS. Without a doubt. Well, yeah, for sure. And those vaults are sweet. Oh, rather yeah. Than, rather than getting only four cards or five cards, you got ten or eight or whatever it was. And yeah. usually those are p- pretty expensive cards. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, they you, weren't cheapos. Like the last one I bought was the Angel's Vault. That had two Avisons in it. Avison just went down, like just as just before that vault release, she was probably seventy, eighty dollars, and then like right after she was twenty five, or whatever she is right now. So I was like, okay, well, pay that eighty dollars for the vaults, and you get two Avisons. Like, who doesn't like Avison? Exactly. And yeah, no, that whole that whole set was 
sweet. I liked it. It's also one of my commanders. Yeah, it's really cool to see wizards doing, give, giving out you know these secret layers to the stores. Like it's not it's not at, definitely not at the rate as the from the vaults, but it's progress I would say. And I'm excited to see like. I don't think Wizards is going to be putting a stipulation on what the stores do with those. Like, hey, we give you this product, you got to run this style of a secret layer drop event. I don't think that that's going to be a thing. It's not in in this. This, it's just for whatever the store you do. Like, they could sell it. They could do a tournament kind of a thing as a prize. I'd totally play any tournament with a secret layer drop as a prize. I'd say. Heck yeah. Or I suppose it'd just be like, okay, well here you go, owner of the store. Here's. Some cards for your personal collection now. Thank you for running your store the way we like it. And this is just a pat on the back. Thank you card. Yeah, yeah, and that's that, that's definitely a cool thing that it's uh, it's given to them. It's not it's not that the stores have to buy them, and no sign up is required. They just ship them to them. You they will get a notification. But that's pretty cool. And a little fun article I'd say to close off the news for this week. The Hipsters of the Coast posted an article about the painting of, or I guess the painting for Kiora's Best of the Sea God. The original artwork sold for $4,500 six days ago. So again, that was Wednesday. Actually, it was longer than that. It's Two weeks, January fifteenth, the original paintings for Victor Adam. I don't know. I don't want to butcher this. I'll, I'll, I'll take a. I'll take a chance at butchering it. Victor Adame Minguzi. Sure. Sorry. Sorry. We're probably butchering your name. So sorry, man. We're trying. Your art is sick. We're from the Midwest. We can't pronounce stuff very well. No, we can't. <laughs> for his artwork for Kiro's best, the Sea God. And it's associated with the Kraken token were sold at the MTG art market for $4,500 and $2,800 respectively. That's some good money for some quick art. I'm not really quick, but for some darn good art. It's a pretty sweet Kraken token, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. The art itself definitely depicts the whole story of of, of Thassa getting bested by Kiora. Oh, and that the 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 map world like art of it just so very very saga like it, it. You definitely see that this is telling a story with the the art style, mm-hmm. and then the kraken just looks vicious as all can be. Oh yeah. So from the news, we're gonna move on to the finance section because we like to know what our cards are worth and what cards we can sell to be making money. That was really bad. <laughs> Sorry that y'all had to listen to that. So let it rip. We go. We read off the weekly winners from MTG Stocks. MTG Stocks is this great site to get a great site to get all of your Magic Finance information. They have nice little graphs on all the cards, uh, what they're getting sold at, bought at, average price. They show the highest price that they've ever been, the lowest price that they ever been, all the copies of. Uh, a certain kind if it's been printed more than once and what those prices are going for very quick very easy to see they also so they post up every week their weekly winners article it gets posted on friday 
We record on Monday nights, so prices between this may have changed, and we will inform you about that if it's uh, if it's uh, a thing. So let's just jump into the weekly winners for this week of February or of March of last week. Ugh. So let's just jump into the weekly winners from last week. First off, we have Doomsday coming back into the weekly winners. This combo piece has jumped up 500%, now over $23. Doomsday is a black, black, black sorcery. Pay half your life, round it up. Put your graveyard on top of your library, then remove all but five cards from your library from the game. Put the rest on the top of or put the rest on top of your library in any order. So <laughs> this is a this card was uh is was printed in Weatherlight and it is legacy uh, it's a legacy doomsday deck that now also has Thassa's Oracle in it because it gets your deck down to five and you pretty much just get the last five cards of your deck are just straight up gas at that point. Cast Thassa, win the game. Big whoop. <laughs> I don't think any of us are really impressed with the Thassa Oracle game wins. At least I know I'm not. I don't know about you guys. So that brings back to the bands list that's going to happen next week or bands, band announcement. Is Thassa Oracle going to be banned? I don't know. It's it's on the whole thing again. It's a card that Wizards just printed. They want to sell packs, and it's not that expensive of a card. No, I guess if that's what they're going for, then it might be on the chopping block. But it's a very easy couple card combo that basically every deck that's in the last PTQs or the SCG SCGs or the Grand Prix have been running. It's it's, it's been more of a. Pr- prominent deck in pioneer there hasn't been too many breach decks in standard uh there's now well actually going to be talking about a uh thassa deck with breach and grinding station here in a minute but i don't know thassa's oracle as a card that gets banned probably from pioneer i don't know i put that i'd see it i think it would be nice but i don't see it at the same time it's definitely not going to get banned in Legacy if that's if that's anything like Legacy is, it's a it's a beast of its own. I am not well versed in the Legacy meta, starting to, but I'm not well versed enough to like put two cents towards to what that's going to be like. Yeah. But yeah, so Doomsday jumping up in price because of combo decks in Legacy with Thassa's Oracle. Next up on our are on the weekly winners is Grinding Station. This is a card that's jumped up 178%, now sitting at just under 23 bucks. Grinding Station is a card from Fifth Dawn. It is two mana artifact. Tap. Sack an artifact. Target player puts the top three cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Whenever an artifact comes into play, you may untap Grinding Station. So, this is the combo piece in Modern with Underworld Breach into Athasa's Oracle. So, how the combo goes is you have Grinding Station out, and then you have Mishra's Bobble or Mox Amber or any other zero-drop artifact. 
you sack it to the grinding station, mill yourself three if you have Underworld Breach out. Uh, then Underworld Breach, you uh, escape the Mishra's Bobble, Mox Amber for zero, and exiling the three cards that you just milled with Grinding Station to bring it back, and then it untaps Grinding Station, and you do it all over again, mill your deck to get Thassa's Oracle into the graveyard, and cast it, win the game. Very boring again. <laughs> again, that's just me. There, another reason why this has jumped up is because of a uh, Legacy Pro uh, Pascal Maynard. And Pascal Maynard tweeted that, quote, this is one of the best modern decks I've ever played, band decks included. Kills on turn three with 2.2 cards through creature removal. You have infinite redundancy while playing bad cards. You can play a long game with Galvanic Blast and Dance of the Mance gives you an alternate kill if main pieces run out. So he posted up the deck. Uh, he posted a, uh, posted up the deck on Twitter. I don't know if you, if you guys see the link. But the deck is, again, the Mistress Bobbles, Mox Ambers, which are zero-drop artifacts. Mistress Bobbles uh, allows you to look at the top card of a player's library, then you draw a card at the next end step. Mox Amber taps to add one mana of any color among legendary creatures or planeswalkers you control. And Dance of the Mance, uh, one of the, uh, the pieces that he was talking about, if the game goes long, is a white-blue X. Return to X, target artifact, and or non-aura enchantment cards with converted mana cost X or less from your graveyard. To the battlefield. If X is six or more, those permanents are 4-4 four, four creatures in addition to the other type. So you just go for a straight late-game beatdown plan with those. Other notable artifacts that you have in here are Arkham's Astrolabe, which is a snow permanent. There's snow, uh, pay a snow mana, comes in, you draw a card, and then it filters for any color. You tap it, tap a land, and you make a, a color whatever you want. And then it just has engineered explosives as another zero drop artifact to be sacking to the grinding station. Then it has the control package of Teperi Time Raveler, which your opponents can't cast anything at instant speed. Cryptic Command, Metallic Rebuke, which is a counterspell unless they, uh, the opponent pays three for a single blue because it has Improvise. It's blue to Improvise, and you're going to have the artifacts out. So this deck looks really good, and one of the pro players is really excited about it, and because of that, the pieces have been moving up in price because of that. And the final weekly winner from MTG Stocks is Silence, a card that has jumped up 140%, now just over 5 bucks. This card, not too long ago, is just under 2 bucks because it is a white instant. Your opponents can't cast spells this turn. As quoted from Peter, the writer of the article, Quote, in all the years I've written these weekly winners, this is the first time all three winners are related to combo decks. That's right, because in, in, in the legacy versions as well, what 
silence does is you play it at at your uh, main phase or your draw phase to make sure that you're able to continue your combo without your opponent interacting with you at instant speed with at least mm-hmm. uh, at least spells if they don't have anything on board to like activate and interrupt you. But nine times out of ten, casting silence is good enough because it's one mana. You stop them from interacting with your board and you just go off with your combo. So yeah, this card now jumped up to just over five bucks from sitting under two dollars. Then at the end of the weekly winners, there are some cheap pickups if you're looking for them. So starting off, we have the M11 print of Johnny Goldmane coming in at five eighteen, record low and going down. Johnny is a two generic and two white for a planeswalker. Comes in with four loyalty, plus one as you gain two life. Neg one, you put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Those creatures gain vigilance until end of turn. And then he has a neg six ability that says put a white avatar creature token onto the battlefield. It has this creature's power and toughness are each equal to your life total. Pretty interesting card. I love this card. There are, there are many games in EDH where this guy turn, comes out turn four, turn six. He's now a 40-40. Yet again, that forty forty avatar, Danny's definitely done a time too many. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like big creatures and life gain? Come on, best of both worlds. So next up, we have Hex Drinker out of Modern Horizons, dropping down to seven dollars and nineteen cents, record low and going down slowly. This one for a single green, you get a one one or a two one snake with level up, where you pay one mana and you add level counters on it. If you get anywhere between three to seven. It becomes a 4-4 with protection from instance. You get 8+. It gets protection from everything and becomes a 6-6. This card I've had the pleasure of playing against multiple times, and it's really not fun. Not fun at all, especially once you get that protection from everything. It just beats your face in. Destroy all. Yeah, any modern decks. I think I think Jund runs this as one yep. or two of in, in their deck. I'm not 100% positive on the split on that, but it's it's a card that they're kind of excited to see get printed. It's definitely a good utility card. Utility is just this is a good beater card. So then next up, we have Chandra, Awakened Inferno, out of M20. $15.75, record low and settling down. For uh, four generic and two red, you get a Planeswalker with six loyalty. With the static, it says this spell can't be countered. Plus two, your opponent gets an emblem with, at the beginning of your upkeep, this emblem deals one damage to you. Negative three, Chandra Awakened Inferno deals three damage to each non-elemental creature. So a good solid board wipe on there. And then Neg X, Chandra Awakened Inferno deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker. If a permanent dealt damage this way would die this turn, exile it instead. So this is a pretty solid planeswalker. This, I've played with this card quite a bit, and I love it. This is the control matchup killer right there. <laughs> oh, you th- you think th- do you think your Dovin Beto is going to be able to stop this? Think again. Nope. Boom. And then you got a board wipe. Yeah. I'm surprised that this card isn't seeing as much play. I don't know if that's because of... I think it's just the high cost. Yeah, the, six drop. But in the Fires of Invention deck, as a planeswalker, I 
don't recall if it's even in the sideboard there. Like you're you're dropping the Cavaliers, you're dropping Kenrith, and the the amount of Planeswalkers that you're limiting to is uh, to fairy, and this is for standard. Well, I suppose the Cavaliers are elemental knights, so yeah, it wouldn't do any damage to them. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, going, why aren't they running this? It's it's going down in price. Any of you Fires of Invention standard players out there, keep an eye on. Maybe if you don't like it at the fifteen seventy five price, you can wait for it to get a little lower by using TCG Sniper. TCG Sniper is this great service where you plug in a link from TCG Player of the desired card that you want. You plug it in set the price that you want to, to 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 buy it at and then you'll get notification uh, you'll get a notification when that card drops to that price and then you can pick it up at that price so if 1575 is a little too much for you enter it in on TCG Sniper and set it for 13 bucks and then you'll get an email or a Discord notification or a text message of when it has made it to that price Really cool service, great way for a patient person who's wanting to kind of build a deck to get the cards. I feel EDH players could probably benefit off this because, you know, EDH players are slow to purchase cards because, you know, EDH EDH players are known at slowly buying cards. You see a standard card that's at a higher price, plug it into TCG Sniper, wait a couple months, and it's like, oh, sweet, it's dropped down 30% now. I'm fine with that. I'll buy it. Also, TCG Sniper works for sealed product as well. Yeah. So go check them out. They're a great service. Uh, hashtag not sponsored. Just want to make sure we get that clear. But they they seriously are a great service. Now, for everyone's favorite part of the episode, we move to Deck of the Week. I feel like we need an intro song for that. Oh, we'll get one. And we'll get little bumpers here soon. Come on, man. I feel we're becoming legit or legit podcast now. We're doing good. Well. And now for everyone's favorite part of the episode, we have Deck of the Week. This week deck was again found by JB. It is a budget modern deck. You want to tell them what kind of budget modern deck it is? This is budget rack. Oh man. Budget eight rack is really cool very vicious eats away at your opponent's hand to where they can't have anything and overall this whole deck you could get for under fifty dollars under fifty dollars and how this looks this looks like a solid this looks like a solid game plan for what you can do to eat away your opponent's hand. So the main premise of the deck is having a card called the Rack, which is a one-drop drop artifact. If an opponent has fewer than three cards in hand during his or her upkeep, the Rack deals one damage to the opponent for each card fewer than three. That's the that's the main uh, one of the main things of the deck. The other main card of the deck is Shrieking Affliction, which is a black enchantment. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, if that player has one or fewer cards in hand, he or she loses three life. You're pretty much doming someone for five to six life on their upkeep if they have no cards in hand with just those two one-drop spells out. 
And how you make sure they have less than three cards in hand are you have cards like Duress, Raven's Crime. Raven's Crime, for those who don't know, is a black sorcery. Target player discards a card, and it has Retrace. Retrace reads, you may play this card from your graveyard by discarding a land card in addition to paying its other costs. And one of the big things in here that I really like is they have Davriel Rogue Shadow Mage. Yes, such an underrated Planeswalker. This is another rack because it is a black two, three loyalty Planeswalker that reads, at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, if that player has one or fewer cards in hand, Davriel Rogue Shadow Mage deals two damage to them. And then it has Neg one, target player discards a card. So would this technically be 12 rack then? I would say so. It'd be 12 rack. And it got the uh it has the 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 small small pox as well, which is another way for them to discard a card. It's black black. Each player loses a life, discards a card, sacrifices a creature, then sacrifices a land. It's also got one of my favorite cards, Wrench Mind. For a black black target player discards two cards from his or her hand unless he or she discards an artifact card from his or her hand. I love nailing people with wrench mind. Yeah, it's pretty much two black, they're discarding a card. Now, a super spicy piece in here that typical 8 eight to 12 racks do not run is a waste knot. This is the most expensive card in the list, sitting at just under 8 bucks, seven fifty. It is a black one enchantment that reads, whenever an opponent discards a creature card, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Whenever an opponent discards a land card, add black black to your mana pool. Whenever an opponent discards a non-creature, non-land card, draw a card. This card is one of my favorite cards. So you're pretty much like making your opponent be discarding stuff, and you're getting straight up value every time they are discarding something. One mana, uh, cast Raven's Crime. They discard a creature, you make a zombie. It's a one mana, they lose a card, and you get a 2-2. Or a one mana, they discard a card, you draw a card. Or a one mana, they discard a card, you get two land, you cast Wrench Mind, they lose two more cards. It has a couple creature removals in here, or creature removal spells in here as well with Cast Down, which is black one instant, destroy target non-legendary creature, and it has the board wipe of Mutilate, for black, black, two, all creatures get neg one, neg one until end of turn for each swamp you control. And this deck is just running 20 basic swamps. Psh, done. You're wrecking boards with that mutilate. This deck looks really good. I like it a lot. And there's just a. And if you feel like you can add a couple more dollars into this, there's definitely upgrades and stuff that you can do from here. Uh, going for Inquisition to Kozilex in place of the Duresses, and maybe going for Thoughtseize as well. But honestly, there's not much that I think you'd have to change to really make this good. Lily of the Veils. That's expensive. But that's, yeah, you're talking big money when it yeah, comes to that. That's, that's, yeah, that's da- $70 a card. Davriel is a... Definitely a, a good replacement. A clean, a clean uh, on synergy with the deck. Yes, Lily can also remove creatures, and that's pretty much it. Davriel just leads to the plan of making sure your opponent doesn't have a card in hand and is a rack on top of that. Mm-hmm. So 
I feel that's still a pretty good slot to change. For a lot less money. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you know, you can sw- swap out the uh, cast downs to fatal pushes. There's your removal. This, this deck is just low, clean, and just like, it's just going to beat wholesale ass, I imagine. It's definitely one of the more well-put-together budget decks we found. Mm. I was surprised when I opened this one up. I was like, ooh, I like this. And for under 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I want to build this deck. I've been thinking about building eight rack for quite a while, and this one actually is a good starting point. Yeah, under 50 bucks, man. And, like, you pretty much have a lot of these cards already. Like, it's a black should... burn. Non-combat damage. Holy crap. Danny has his new deck. He's diversifying out from red. Oh, my God. Are you feeling okay? First of all, first of all, my first deck was Rakdos. Fair. Fair. So then Splash Black, and you can have Dark Burn. This is Burn, basically, without burning people. You st- Yeah, you're pretty much stopping your opponent from casting spells by making sure they don't have cards in hand. And then killing him by not having cards in your hand. Or if you do, if you do non combat, if you do splash black or splash red in this build, hear me out. This is probably going way in the w- in the way of like jankiness, but you put in a you put in Coligan's command because then if your opponent has no cards in hand when they go to their draw step, Coligan's command is red black one instant speed. Choose two. Target player discards a card. Return a creature from your graveyard to your hand. Destroy an artifact. Or Culligan's command deals two damage to any target. So on their draw phase, you when they draw their card, you cast Culligan's command, make them discard a card, and then you just deal two damage to whatever they have on the board, or deal two damage to them, or you can return back. Nope, just tokens. Oh, nope, you do. You got. Uh, oh yeah, those uh, hypnotic, hypnotic specters. Return a hypnotic specter that you uh, that you lost. Yeah. No. But that's if you're going red. That's probably going a little over on the craziness. And on top of that, Coligan's Command is about $20, 17 bucks, depending on where you go. Funny thing is, I'd probably play Gutter Snipe in this deck. Wouldn't be bad. Because it is all instants and sorceries, basically, that you're playing. Yeah, everything. Let's see. You got uh, 4, 8, 10, uh, 14, 14 misses. 14 misses with that, with uh, pretty much your whole rack setup of Streaking Affliction, the rack, Waste Knot, and Avriel. So, yeah. It's an alternate win condition. You know you're, they're not going to counter a gutter snipe because they're not going to have cards in their hands. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Rakdos Rack. Danny's going to make a new deck. Yeah. And then he's going to come to Modern League at Big Nick's. And then he's going to wreck everybody there. Or get wrecked. One of the two. Can't be worse than Neil. Sorry, Neil. So that's our episode for you guys today. I think we're at a good sweet spot for time. You all have anything to say? Keep on keeping on. So make sure to follow us on all the social medias. We have Facebook, Twitter, and then if you have questions, comments, concerns, send us a Gmail at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. We have podcasts coming up every Tuesday on the Tuesday at, what, 5 a.m.? I have this going at 6 a.m. now. Well, fine. 6 a.m. on Tuesday. Listen to it while you're eating breakfast on the way to work. Come on. Or going to bed, depending on work schedule. 
No, 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 not when we're going. Not when they're going to bed, because then we yeah, could be the li- we could be the last voice that they hear before they go restfully to sleep, or we put them to sleep because we're boring. Yeah, we don't. One want of the that. way, either way, they'll be dreaming of us. Oh, we're inserting ourselves into your dreams. Make them want to play magic. Learning by osmosis. Exactly. Follow us. Mm-hmm.